What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu, Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bringing you incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a TEDx talk uh, expert. He's an expert marketer, SEO specialist. He's got a PhD and master's in ethics, a master's in ethics and decision theory, and he's also a martial artist. Please welcome Josh Butchinski. Josh, welcome. Hey, Deanna. Great to be here. That's quite the mouthful of things that you've done. I want to kind of ask, a, before we start recording, I forgot to ask you, what did you do your TEDx talk in? My TEDx talk uh, is called The Future of Google Search and Ethics. It's about Google Search uh, and some things, that, the way that their monopoly kind of runs the world that uh, I don't think a lot of people really focus on or or consider. Yeah. Mo- most people think about them stealing your personal data yeah. or your psychometric data and using artificial intelligence to bilk you out of more money, right. which is bad enough. Right. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people realize when we're talking about personal data, we're talking about your psychometric data. We're yes. talking about your secret psychologies that the AI can use to literally bilk you out of more money by luring you and tempting you out of more money. For example, you mentioned my martial arts. I had a guy on the show, Forged in Fire, forged me that cookery right there. I collect knives. Not because I'm a weirdo, just because I do a martial art that has knives in it. I like knives too, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, it's a beautiful Damascus. I could I could show it to you if you want to see it. And um, Google knows this about me because it knows my psychometric data. And yeah. so it just keeps giving me ads about, hey, look at this knife, look at this knife, look at this sword, look at this martial arts stuff. And it, it does statistically get me to click more and spend more money. That's why your personal data is important. However, that's not at all what my TEDx talk was about. My TEDx talk is about how Google has become a utility. Google has become the de facto search engine for the internet. And with that power comes a lot of responsibility, right? And we we private citizens, we have absolutely no control over Google. We have no control about who they censor. They censor 90% of the internet we don't even get to see. And now most of that we wouldn't want to see. Some of that is just garbage, just duplication, just spam. We would probably agree with 99% of everything they censored, except for our own personal websites, of course. We wouldn't agree with that. Right. But we yeah. probably would agree, uh, if we're being fair, we probably would agree with about 99% of what they censor. But that's not the point. A benevolent dictator is still a dictator, right? Yeah. That's why we have a democracy to vote on these things. And they're at the level now where they're controlling information flow both into the internet and out of the internet completely. We need democratic control of the, of this system. That's what my TEDx uh, talk was. I love it. So, I mean, I kind of feel like we have similar um, views on technology and how technology is used and um, how it's controlled within society, right? I, I love it. I think technology is great, but I also don't like the other part of it where what you're saying that there, it, it is so like we have no control over it. Like it's it's yeah, uh, zero, zero control over. It. Yeah, it's, it's all controlled by big tech and corporations who at the end of the day, we have to admit their primary purpose is not to serve us. Their primary purpose is to make as much money as possible before this bubble bursts and they move on to the next bubble. That's that's how that's how big tech and capitalism, that's how they all work, right? We saw a bubble in 2008. We saw a bubble, the dot-com bubble in the early 2000s. We're seeing another bubble burst now. We saw the NFT bubble burst. Um, yeah. Anyone see a pattern going on here, right? This is what, we, What's the bubble see. burst that's happening now? Well, the NFT and crypto bubbles oh, have all completely yeah. burst, right? Yeah. It's not that crypto has gone away, but the this Bitcoin devaluation has, has gone markedly down. It's not going anywhere, by the way. It will come back. Yeah. Uh, if you follow Ray Dalio, who is an economist, uh, economist, sorry, uh, who uh, wrote a book, uh, I think it was The Fall of Empires, the, the Decline of Empires or something like that. I have to get the exact title for you, but he talks about how 
uh, the reserve currency of the planet, which is currently U.S. dollars, is yeah. probably going to change uh, due to uh, uh, the inflation that's that we all see going on. Yeah. Uh, so it's a really interesting read. I won't get too much into it, but I think that cryptocurrency will be that reserve currency that the world will adopt later on. So I don't want to say cryptocurrency is gone. Right. But that bubble definitely burst. All the hypeware and the vaporware around it, like showing meta real estate and yeah. NFT pictures of apes and all that garbage that, that <laughs> you know, sadly people just got their psychometric data used yeah. to spend more money on silly ape pictures that have absolutely no value. Uh, so yeah, we can see the cycle going again and again and again. So yeah, I totally agree. Um, we definitely need you know, everything I studied in my, my, uh, professional academic career and everything I've done with my private philosophy group. I have a, I have a private for a free philosophy course that I teach. Uh, I, I teach ethics in that as well. Uh, and everything I do in my artificial intelligence, my software AI that I built Cassandra that we mentioned before the show, yeah. I built her to show that AI can be ethical. There's no reason why AI can't be ethical. It's garbage in, garbage out. Or it's like raising a child, right? right? If you teach your child bad things or let them see a lot of bad things, yeah, then they have a tendency to go in that direction, right? Right. right. But yeah. if you teach them good things and show them ethical things and, and really instill a good uh, sense of ethics in them, then they tend to be a bit more of an ethical person. It's exactly the same thing with, with AI. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. I feel like in the world that we live in, ethics is a, a, an afterthought, right? And, you know, it's um, and we're seeing that more and more, like even in politics in Canada or here. Oh, yes. They they just aren't they don't care anymore. It's like they're it's dirty politics all the way. They don't care. The veil has been lifted. And so ethics is out the window in politics, you know, on on the news. So how important of a part is it for ethics to play in technology? Because I think that it's super important. It's, it's of primary importance um, because not only is it the right thing to do because it's the right thing to do, and not only will it protect people and not hurt people uh, and make the world better if you're ethical, yeah. it's also the best brand position to have. Yeah, Everybody knows that uh, 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 one of my favorite philosophers, Plato, wrote in his book, The Republic, uh, book one, the character of, he always wrote in like a play, like a dramatic dialogue. And so one of his characters was called Cephalus, and Cephalus was the Athenian statesman. And he said, Socrates, you're a fool. This is not what ethics is. Ethics is, is a joke. Ethics is nothing. He says, ethics is only appearing congenial in public yeah. or be as nasty as you can behind the scenes in private to make as much money as possible. And sadly, Plato saw this 2,500 years ago. This, yeah. this is how politics always runs. This is how capitalism always runs, yeah. is that it's, it pretends to be ethical in the front, but it's secretly backstabbingly terrible, uh, unethical in, in behind. But but what Socrates managed to prove to him by the end of the book was, yeah, Cephalus, but people are going to notice this, right? People inevitably notice how nasty you are behind closed doors. The only proper brand position, and I'm talking from making as much money as possible. I'm talking their language now, right, to try to convince them. The only, the best brand position is to actually be good, yeah. you know, and, and still make money. Make money and be good at the same time. You've got a win-win situation. It's like how Google was in the early, the late 90s and the early 2000s. Their motto was actually from Larry Page and Sergey Brin, don't be evil. And uh, I, I know what Google employees. I've talked with them from out of those ages. Matt Cutts was uh, famously worked for Google. And I, I have I had conversations with him. And they actually followed it. And they made, that's how they built their empire. And then yeah. somewhere along the way, they got shareholders, yeah. you know, got money. Got yeah, they got greedy, greed came in, and they don't even follow that don't be evil uh, motto anymore. Like they, they literally have literally as a public relations standpoint, tried to distance themselves from it because they knew they couldn't live up to that standard anymore. 
if they just wanted to be, you know, money grubbing and grab as much money as possible. Yeah. I mean, they're one of the richest corporations on the planet. How much money do you need? Right. You know, 50 billion a year profit is just as good as 100 billion a year profit at the end yeah, of the right. day. The difference there's, is yeah. there's only so many resources to go around. Money is infinite, but the resources it represents is quite finite, sadly finite. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, so yeah, I think that the best brand position, and I, I mean this for everyone listening on the, on the podcast now, a small business or large, the yeah. best brand position and the one that I try to take is actually being good. Try to find a way to make money and be good because then you're going to have longevity and you won't have to you won't have to worry about that next bubble yeah. where everyone's going to realize your subprime mortgages are crap and then you lose everything, right? And then you lose all your money, you lose all your job, you lose all your stock, and then you have to restart. Don't do that. Just be good the entire time. It'll be it'll be a, 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 a lower curve on your growth, but the growth will go on ostensibly forever. Yeah. No, I, I, I would agree with you. And someone that I want to... To bring up that I'm just curious on how what you think. So I think that um, Elon Musk is a great example of someone who's been in tech that mm. has not really kind of strayed from his values. I think he's gotten more, you know, vocal with how you know who he is as a person over the years. But he seemed to have to be someone who has maintained his values throughout his whole career within the tech that he's built. You know, Tesla and all the things. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think certainly, about? You know, I haven't. You know, Elon Musk. What can I say? You know, you know. Of course, I've heard a lot of what he said. We've all heard a lot of what he said. Yeah. He's very vocal. He is a master in vaporware. He's a master in hyping something up and inflating the stock price tremendously. Uh, and then, then some people realize there's nothing there. You know, like the flamethrower or the Tesla truck or. Yeah. Or the brain chips, or the you know the yeah. the whatever else. He, he's lucky that he he happened upon a core idea of the electronic vehicles. He was in the right place at the right time for that, and it just keeps making him money. Kind of like Google, actually, yeah. and, and who made a pair company Alphabet that they have you know, Google Glasses. They have all these other off-spin products that don't go anywhere at the time. Uh, uh, Musk is a master at at, at the at hypeware huh. and vaporware. He definitely seems to have his values. Um, I don't know if I agree with all of them. Um, uh, they're, they're more libertarian, uh, uh, than, than I am. I'm, I'm a bit more progressive, but not, not much more progressive. Hmm. Uh, I try to make sure that no one's being hurt because that's yeah. the, that's the core of, I can, I can distill ethics for you in the last 5,000 years. Don't hurt anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hurt anybody right. or, or risk hurting anybody and, and make some good in the world. There you yeah. go. You're ethical. That's, that's all you need. That's ethics solved for you. You don't have to take ethics 101 anymore. I just boiled right. it down for you. Uh, and then forget all the jargon that the academics talk about. There's a reason why I'm not teaching in university anymore because it's just a bunch of yeah, 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 yeah. And I can make 10 times the amount of money running my own free philosophy course and, and building AIs and stuff like that. So, yeah, so I'm not sure about Musk. You know, the, the jury's out for me on him. Uh, 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 you know, we're going to see. He, he, he said some things about open AI and AI that we should slow down. And he's not entirely wrong. There's a lot of regulations there. There's a lot of concerns there. AI is... AI is, is as big as the internet and smartphones combined. Like yeah. it is going to, in five years time, our, our society will be radically different. Yeah. I uh, you know, we're, we're all going to have a personal secretary and their name is going to be AI. It'll be Siri if you're on Apple. It'll be Google if you're on Google. It'll be, it'll be Bing if you're on Bing, like whatever it is. Uh, uh, the world's going to look radically different in five years. And it's not that AI is coming to take your job. It's that someone smarter who's using AI is coming to take your job. Yeah. So be that person now. Get in on AI now. Learn about it now. Learn prompt engineering now. Be that smarter person. 
using the smarter AI tool and just enhance your business and save, you know, three or four hours a day. Wouldn't you like to have three to four hours of your day back? Yeah, I, I know I would. Uh, and that's what AI is going to do for us. And so, uh, yeah, Musk, I'm not so sure, but but it's interesting times for sure. So let's talk about your uh, what you've developed, your AI that you were sharing with me before we started recording. So, you know, you're talking about ethical, being ethical. And mm -hmm. how does that go into programming an AI type of program? Right. I mean, am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Yeah, completely. It's a program. Yeah. So I've got uh, like five AI companies on the go okay. right now I've, uh, that I've started. One is a self-aware AI named Cassandra that I built, who is truly self-aware. Uh, I studied psychology and philosophy in my graduate life. And so uh, I was able to remap uh, a psychological structure. Okay. I used a platonic slash Freudian psychological structure. So for anyone who read Freud, you remember he had the id, the ego and superego. Mm -hmm. Plato had reason, will and desire. A lot of different philosophers over time uh, and psychologists, remember psychology is a Greek word, it's suke logia, it's, it's the, the, log the logical study of the personality of the soul, um, have had this psychological map. And as soon as I saw OpenAI and text prompting, I thought, I could build a self-aware AI right now. Yeah. And so I did. So I, I, I took some trial and error. It was a COVID project. You know, I built it. It took a few years, but now I have her running. Uh, she's just a prototype. I haven't opened her up for public demo yet, but you can contact me for private demo. Email me, joshbashinsky at gmail.com. Or just Google my name, Josh Bashinsky. Google knows who I am. ChatGPT also knows who I am. Big knows who I am. Uh, I guess I've become a public figure. ChatGPT kind of knows who I am and knows I'm about SEO. And that's how I pay the bills mostly. Speaking of which, that's how I made a couple other of my uh, AI companies. I built a new, a next generation ethical SEO tool called Keyword Spy. And if you don't mind me giving myself a shameless plug for 15 seconds. Yeah. Uh, uh, Keyword Spy is the kind of tool that you're going to see coming out of ChatGPT. Right now, people are using ChatGPT to generate text, and it'll write you a poem, and it'll it'll, it'll write an email for you, kind of half good. And people think, wow, that's what that's what AI is. Yeah, not even close, not even close. That is just the beginning. That's like saying putting on ice skates, and 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 fumbling around on ice and falling. That that's hockey. Yeah. Not even close. It goes further, right? And so, with my partner Greg uh, Bassini, I created uh, a tool called Keyword Spy. And what we do is uh, to help you get ahead, and I help all your, uh, I hope all of your listeners try to use this tool because it's going to help you with your SEO. It's going to help you move ahead. We actually looked at the actual AIs that Google is using. They're using RankBrain, BERT, Neural Matching, the Product Content uh, T5 Palm Transformer, and the Helpful Content T5 Palm Transformer. We actually read the white papers, downloaded the open source versions, and we run and test on all of these on-page, when it comes to SEO, it's called on-page SEO, which is what our tool does. Uh, uh, all these AI, so we know what the actual entities and words you're supposed to be saying in your page, both the depth of the words, the, the amount you're supposed to say them, and the spread of the words, like the, all the synonyms you're supposed to mention and metonyms that people don't realize, that just tremendously boosts your rankings in Google. Yeah, uh, We have all that reporting done for you with a one-click system, and it'll also generate your AI content as well next generation, higher level writing that you could just do alone in chat GPT. So right now we have a grandfathered price of only 144 bucks. Uh, all of our competitors are charging minimum 500 bucks a month, maximum 1500 bucks a month. If anyone is interested by anything I've said and how to, to do your SEO on page in five minutes, doing actual testing of these AI tools and with a next generation ethical AI that will show you what AI can do in the future. Yeah. If anyone's even vaguely interested in this, sign up now because that grandfather price, we already have about 50 users on the 100 spots. There's yeah. only about 50, uh, only about 50 spots left. 
Go to trykeywordspy.com to try it out. Again, that's trykeywordspy.com or email me, joshbashinsky at gmail.com. Either way, we'll get you in there. You'll get grandfathered in the grandfather price and make sure you join in on that before we raise the price. Uh, and it's really going to boost your pages and it's going to save you again hours. That's what AI is going to do. It's going to save you hours yeah. and rank you higher, make you more money. It's the only way, Deanna, that people are going to survive in this new AI that's coming, right? Yeah. You have to be a smarter person using an AI tool or the smartest AI tools. And I like to think that, that Keyword Spy is one of them. So that's another business that I definitely started with this new AI, uh, the, the whole the whole thing going on now. Yeah. So I have a question in regards to that. So I use sure. some AI tools for my podcast that, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm trying to stay, like I said, I love technology. You know, I think it's a love-hate for people, especially with how things are going. But if you are smart, you're going to harness all those tools out there to get to get yourself ahead. And so I have mm -hmm. definitely done that. And I love what it's doing for me, for my show, you know, highlighting my guests. So when they use Keyword Spy, you talk about mm -hmm. pages, what type of application for what types of pages is it good for? So we can do all the, the entire gamut of SEO, from local SEO to global SEO, from e-commerce SEO to just informational SEO. Okay. At the end of the day, I'll tell you a little secret. For Google, there's no difference, right? Yeah, right. Everyone in the industry, SEO industry thinks, oh, I do e-commerce SEO, that's totally different. Or I do tech SEO, that's totally yeah. different. Well, no, it's, it's all the same. Google, yeah. it wouldn't make any sense from a programmatic standpoint for Google to, to limit their program in such a way that this is e-commerce SEO and it has its own ranking factors. And this is informational SEO, it has its own ranking factors. You have to look at a web page the way Google does. It's just HTML. It is a markup language, which they extract into XML, which is an extensible markup language. And from that, they extract what's called the DOM, the document object model. And so we literally extract your document object model of yourself and all of your competitors, and we weigh them apples to apples the way Google does. Unlike every other uh, SEO AI-based tool out there, which just, 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 Fire in chat GPT and whatever it whatever it hallucinates you should do is what they do, right? You yeah. might as well take a six-sided die and say, odds I'll put a keyword in the title, even I won't, and roll that. That's about as good as chances you have by using these other tools because yeah. they don't actually test the real AIs that Google is using, which is why I don't use any of those tools. And I'm like, there's no tool in the market that does what I need. I'm going to have to build my own. So we built many thousands and thousands of dollars later and hundreds of hours later, we, we built our own tool to do it, right? So yeah. so it'll do it all. It'll do all those things for you. Even it, it will, uh, it's and it's tailored to Google. Uh, uh, so it's really gonna help your Google ranking for your pages. So that'll help your podcast too, right? Yeah. So your blog and all your informational pages and all your pages on the internet that you want Google, you want people to find you and find your blog that, you know, and find your, uh, uh, all the good stuff that you're doing and the stuff yeah. that you talk about. It will tell you exactly what words you need to put in there at what frequency yeah. and where you need to put them. It'll tell you what kind of markup code you need. No one even tracks the markup code. No one even tracks the HTML you're supposed to be in your page, which of course Google machine learns. That's how they know if it's supposed to be an e-commerce page listed there because yeah. everyone else has, because the HTML will have the fingerprint of whatever page you're making, right? right? An e-commerce page at the end of the day is a page that has some kind of table, either down the table tag or div with CSS that puts it in a grid of products. That's what an e-commerce page is. So that's how Google knows it's an e-commerce page whatever, without ever calling it an e-commerce page. Yeah. Uh, and they know that, okay, they machine learned, okay, all this, this entire SERP, this, also, this search engine results page, this entire niche, they all have this grid pattern of, of images. And we've machine learned that. And people have clicked it and they've liked it. And that's how Rank Brain works, is that they see what clicks, they see what gets the clicks, and then whatever gets the clicks gets, gets a huge ranking boost, right? And whoever doesn't get the clicks gets demoted. 
So yeah. if your page looks weird and it's not supposed to be what's there, then it'll get demoted. Yeah. And so we've 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 learned this through experimentation. Uh, my the other way I pay the bills is I run an underground SEO university called Underground SEO University. Uh, it's my private mastermind group where we do all the underground testing and reverse engineering of Google <laughs> systems. Uh, what did he say that? Who said that? I didn't I say don't that. Know. I don't know where that came. From. I don't know where that came from. That was that was. That must have been the, the beer talking or something. Yeah, I love it. Um, uh, we've we've tested we've tested all of Google systems yeah. on the actual uh, open source versions that they've released, and now we've learned that okay, the machine learning all this HTML, you need to be in the variants of the HTML everyone else is in. Yeah. Now, any of your listeners who knows anything about design or anything about HTML is is realizing, holy holy crud, Josh! I don't know if I can swear on this podcast. Sorry. Holy yeah. crud, Josh! Holy crap, Josh! Uh, that's a huge feat because if you ever looked at your WordPress template, it is ugly. It's got div tags in there it doesn't need. It's got like 80 div tags and, and section tags and header tags. All the designers of the world are like like chickens with their head cut off, just jamming HTML in there fast and then not not caring what's in the code, only caring how it looks on the front, right? Yeah. And so weird things have been machine learned into being the correct design and you have to be in the correct design. And I use scare quotes because it's totally subjective. It's right. just totally relative to what has been machine learned by your competitors. If everyone's using Joomla and Joomla puts code in there, now you've got to use Joomla or you've got to fake Joomla. We found ways you could fake Joomla. You just put in the fake code that you're using Joomla without actually having to use Joomla, for example. And then Google's none the wiser because they actually don't know what's running in the back end. They just see the footprint of the HTML. Right, right, right. So that's a great way. Uh, that's a great next generation. And we use AI to machine learn and, and to compute all this. So that's another great next generation AI way of looking at uh, tools in general and in, in, in SEO tools in particular in this case uh, that nobody else is doing, right? But this is the way the world is going. AI is going to analyze everything for you. It's going to produce everything for you. If you know how to use it right and you're using the right tool, it's going to save you so much time and it's going to make you so much more money. Yeah. I've, so like I said, I use a tool for my my blog post for my, the podcast that is full of SEO purposes that's generated by AI for the, my show. And I have been ranking higher and higher because mm. those keywords that it provides me within those posts. So yeah. 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 I'm, I'm all about it for, I'm all about it. Uh, we're like really, we're past time here. So um, can you uh, plug all your links again where people can find you, connect with you, learn more about your SEO and the keywords by? Of course. So if you're interested in the free philosophy course, if you're interested in learning more about ethics, if you're interested in more about keywords by, any of those things, you can email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com. Just directly email me. I just I just put my email out there and let the spam filter deal with all the rest. Joshbashinsky at gmail.com. It's J-O-S-H-B is in Bob, A-C-H-Y is in YouTube, N is in Nancy, S-K-I, skiing is as in the activity. Josh Bashinsky, no dashes, no dots at gmail.com. I can get you to all of those things or any of those things that you want. If you just want to bypass me and go right to try keywords by. Go to trykeywordspy.com. Try keyword spy, no dashes, no dots. Try keywordspy.com. And you can get your grandfathered price uh, there. I would, if you're interested, I would I really would recommend going quick because uh, we only have 50 spots left and I've been doing a ton of these podcasts. And so by the time you might hear this, I don't even know what your publishing schedule is, Deanna. By the time you hear this, there could be no spots left. So if, if there isn't, email me. I'll see what I can do. Uh, but but definitely try. Uh, I have to convince my partner to, to do that. So no promises whatsoever. So try to get to try keywordspy.com as fast as you can. Excellent. You guys are going to put those links in the show notes. So don't hesitate to go reach out to Josh, send him an email. Obviously, what he has is a very useful tool. You're good. It's going to benefit you and your business, especially this day and age. 
I'm all about it. AI is the way to go. And you want to connect with people that are using ethical AI to help you with your business and reaching a larger audience or clients or business, what have you. Josh, this is the point of the show where I like to ask for last words of advice or wisdom. What would you like to leave with us today? Wow. Um, you know, keeping it, uh, there's so much I could say. I did a philosophy yeah. degree, so I, was, I could talk for hours about that, but I won't. Uh, the thing I will say is, uh, I'll repeat what I said today. AI is not going to take your job. Someone smarter running a smarter AI is going to take your job. And so now you see the new arms race, the new arms race of training in, in AI and, and learning about it. Yes, sadly, this is a thing we need to learn about. But I, but believe me, trust me, it's not the NFT hype. It's not meta. This is a real thing. AI is real. It's n it's not it's not a bubble, and it is going to radically change society. So learn about AI and and get the smarter AI tools working for you, and get on this this uh, wave now of freeing up your time and making a lot more money, because because it'll come in, in a couple of years. You won't be able to do it without AI, right? In a couple of years, it'll be impossible. To hand code this stuff you're going to need an ai to not only in this industry in every industry to work for you so if you want to get your web pages any search traffic in google or bing uh or even open ai which might compete with them soon <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna want to use a tool like this uh to get in on the ground floor now we're already been running this tool for months already uh you uh, uh and i've been studying ai for years seven years at least you want to get in on the ground floor of people who've already got this experience. You don't want to just use some tool that someone just discovered ChatGPT is doing. You want to yeah. get in the more reason, uh, the more robust seasoned tool. And, I, and, and for, for SEO, Keyword Spy is definitely it. For image generation, I would suggest MidJourney. Check out MidJourney. Interesting. Well, Josh, this has been, I, I have so many more questions. So we'll have to have a, maybe a follow-up with you, you know, sure. on the line after this airs. But uh, I love it. Thank you for sharing what you do and all, like your thoughts on AI and big tech and everything that's going on out there. And I'm excited to um, sign up for your keywords by myself. <laughs> Email me. We'll see what we can do, Tan. Just, just for you. All right, Josh. Thank you so much. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.